Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. All right, Brad, um, what do you make of the chaos unfolding in Carolina right now? Uh, because it's kind of interesting. Uh, there's a great article on The Ringer by, oh, I forget how her surname is pronounced, Nora Princiati? Something well, like that. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think um, it's Nora Princiati. Let's hope it is. Maybe yeah. you said, a little Princiati, like you were trying to get like a little Italian in there. Yeah, DeVito. Little, Tommy DeVito uh-huh. would know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, like... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, she wrote this article, essentially a little bit of a profile on David Tapper and how things have been going. And we're now, you know, uh, six head coaches into this thing between David Tepper and Carolina. We've got David Tepper doing the same thing with his with his MLS team. This is a a billionaire hedge fund owner who doesn't seem to have a lot of patience. Right. And it's just out here. Oh, we didn't. Results are bad. Next. And just sweeping house. So that part is interesting. The second part that I found fascinating was the report that the interim head coach, the special teams coach, and Jim Caldwell as some kind of coaching advisor came in and fired multiple other people. Like the first thing they did was get rid of Deuce Staley and Josh McCown, who's only been at the job. Like Josh McCown was getting head coaching interviews a minute ago, and now he's fired. Texans hiring D'Amico Ryans over Josh McCann. We might look back on that one uh, as, as quite the decision there. Um, but, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's just more chaos. Like Tepper can come out now in his press conference and say a bunch of things. And look, do, do I know everything for an absolute fact? I suppose not. But, you know, first he said that he did not influence the quarterback decision based on what I've heard. That is categorically false. <laughs> um, you know, he said a whole bunch of things that are just based on what everyone else says. And maybe we're all wrong. And David Tepper, you know, is, is the arbiter of truth um, just does not align with what I've heard of the situation. So I don't think you need to have stability just for stability's sake. Like they have not been right. good enough. I will admit that I was wrong. I don't think Frank Reich was a good hire in hindsight. And I thought it was a great situation kind of building out this legacy coaching staff. Like you mentioned Jim Caldwell, Dom Capers, like a blend of young up and comers with some of the old head guys that have been around for a while. A Thomas Brown, you know, in that, in that, that second category, do Staley in that second category. Like I thought it made a whole lot of sense, but I mean, we even saw when the play calling duties got handed off, it still did not matter. This team is 30th in play action, 28th in pre-snap motion. They are dead last in both yards after the catch and average depth of target. And again, a lot of that certainly can be, can be personnel's problem, but that's also a coaching issue. Like you're not scheming up guys with heads of steam. You're not doing things to you know push the easy buttons for your quarterback, all of those things. So it's like, do I get the firing? Yes, but also... Do I have faith at this point that David Tepper is actually going to have the patience to stick by someone who maybe is showing us a sound process, but the results aren't there? I'm not sure I have faith now that Tepper, like, here's an example. If a Dan Campbell came in and had the start that he had of the Detroit Lions, where the results were not there, they were losing games, sometimes in, in bad fashion, but 
I think even early on, it was evident that he was built not culture, ignore all that buzzword stuff. Like I think he clearly had a had a vision, had a process and a plan he was going to stick to, was surrounding himself with smart people that viewed the sport differently, viewed offense and defense differently. He was willing to hand over play calling dues to Ben Johnson fairly early, et cetera, et cetera. Like if I'm the next level prospective head coach, which probably includes a Ben Johnson, do I have faith where it's like, hey, I come in, we're two and eight to start, but there's all this market improvement and signs of positive growth. Do I have faith that Tepper is actually going to understand that? I, I don't. I don't at all. Yeah, it, it is an interesting sort of situation where, um, you know, we, we say a lot that one of the worst things you can do is not recognize mistakes early and just keep, you know, throwing good money after bad, that kind of thing, right? So on the one hand, you sort of say, well, look, theoretically, we should be crediting him for saying, I screwed up. I, I hired the wrong guy. It's clearly not going to work. Frank Reich is not the guy. And, and you know, I, I think there's Frank Reich is a is a difficult uh, sort of situ, or difficult coach to figure out right now, because a few years ago, he's he's a, he's a guy whose results have always been slightly worse generally than their than their sort of perception of how good he was as a coach. And when things started to unspool in Indianapolis, people were giving him the blame, but other people were saying, well, look, the situation's gone bad. There's a lot of underlying metrics that say he's doing a better job than the results are, are giving right now. You know, they were top 11, I think, in EPA per play the last couple of years, even with the ghost of Phillip Rivers and with Carson Wentz and with the offensive line collapsing and with only Michael Pittman as a receiver. You know, there was ways of looking at that and saying, Frank Reich's actually doing a really good job. Um, on the other hand, that offense or his offense particular is skewing in the opposite direction of the way everybody else's offense is going right now, which is, you know, they don't use motion. I think they're 31st or something in use of uh, pre-snap shifts and motions. It's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Philadelphia is dead ass last and they have a good offense, right? That tree does that. They're also way at the top of 11 personnel usage, which again is not necessarily inherently bad. The Rams are, the Bengals are always high in that. So it's a schematic thing. But when you don't have good wide receivers, using three of them on the field every snap doesn't feel like a great plan, right? We're more than halfway through the NFL season, almost. That's what it tells me, though. That's what it tells me. Yeah. But DraftKings Sportsbook still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. New customers can bet just five bucks on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Bet on anything, five bucks. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener every, uh, sweetener offer every single game this October. You can get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code PFF. So you can go check out Monday Night Football tonight. You got Niners, you got the Vikings. You can go do it right now. If you're a new customer, you can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PFF. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ont. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.com 
sorry, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. So you're kind of on the one hand looking at this and saying, well, there are things that say Frank Reich's performance has been going down for a few years and evidently he's not helping the situation right now, right? Whatever about how bad it is and whether or not it's savable, whatever he's doing, which is not much, is not helping anything. Like they're not trying to find these little edges or cheat codes or right. just ways of helping out Bryce Young and the bad receivers and the bad offensive line. It's just like, let's just run the offense and hope it gets better, which is, I think, generally a, a bad thing. So on the one hand, you're looking at Tepper and saying, actually, this feels like the right move to get rid of the guy, even though it's early, even though he now gets thrown into like the Urban Meyer bucket of guys that we had to get rid of immediately because it was so apparent it wasn't going to work. Nathaniel Hackett, et cetera. The problem is, though, it's now part of this pattern for David Tepper, which is knee jerk, reactionary, like get rid of it, clean house, it's not working, ax it, right? And at that point, if that's the automatic response, it's never going to work because almost nobody comes in and immediately it's great. Like if, if this is the sort of standard of I need this to be fixed next week, then we're just going to do this cycle over and over and over again. It's like I'm sort of torn between on the one hand, I can see a case here. You can construct a very good case that says this is a smart thing to do. This is the right move. You're getting ahead of it. You're you know cutting out the dead the dead flesh before it all necrotizes and your entire leg falls off on the other hand like that's not that shouldn't be your mo right that's that's kind of like a last resort not a not an automatic default position right and it's also not in a vacuum and not that like nfl right. players or coaches ever care about the mls but like I, I think tepper also had a coach make the playoffs last year and then got off to a slow start and he fired him this year too so it's like it's just emblematic of a larger overall issue um, you know, and I'll say this too, going into the whole conversation of how hands-on he is and, and Frank Reich's answer in that press conference is like all time, especially now in hindsight, where he's like, some owners are hands-off, some are not. And like, he looks like the most defeated man on planet earth, um, you know, and, and so nothing about this week is surprising. You talk to people that are prospective general managers and head coaches in this league or the agents that represent them, or even lower level guys that want to aspire to that someday. And you say, what is the number one thing that is most important to you making a decision? You and I would probably guess, the average person would guess, all right, who's the quarterback? What's the salary cap situation like? What's the draft pick arsenal like? Like, name a bunch of things. How involved and how hands-on is the owner is the number one answer from 95% of people you talk to when you have this conversation. I'm not, I'm not making that up. That's based on dozens, if not hundreds of conversations over the last five years I've been doing this. And... I'm not saying you can't be hands-on. I guess I've become like a Jerry Jones defender. Jerry Jones, of course, is involved. He's very hands-on. He's doing, he wants to have a say. He wants to influence decisions. There probably are some draft picks here and there where he's kind of put his foot on the table and stamped it. However, there is clearly times where Will McClay and the football staff in Dallas are allowed to say, you know what, Jerry, you're wrong. Like, we got this. Trust our track record. Let us do what we're here to do. I think another good example, too, is like Jed York even admitted himself, I believe, in the early days of San Francisco with the Niners. Like he just tried to be too influential and sway too many decisions. And when he finally hired Kyle Shanahan, brought in a John Lynch and just said, you guys figure it out. You guys do it. Parag Marathe, the president, all the guys that are there that have built out this kind of you know infrastructure. Look where we are. They have maybe the most talented roster in the NFL, um, you know, so. 
It's just like until Tepper shows some signs of not meddling to the degree that he is right now, it's it's not an attractive spot to be because then you also do factor in they don't have a first-round pick this year or a second-round pick in 2025. The first-round pick very well could be the number one overall pick in the draft. Um, they're not in a good cap situation. They still continue to spend. They, they're they spending from the end of the Cam Newton era to now – looked like a team that thought they were competitive in each subsequent year. They never actually tore this thing down. Um, and so now it's like, these guys aren't bad, but like you sign a Hayden Hurst, Devon Bell, like you add all these pieces because you think you're close. No, newsflash, you're horrendous. And, and so it's like, they're so far away. Um, yeah, if I'm Ben Johnson, I don't even take an interview with them. <laughs> <laughs>